The safest place to be in America during the COVID-19 pandemic is almost in Canada. How did Point Roberts, a town only accessible by land if you travel through Canada, end up as an American territory? I'm Nikki Reitmeyer, and this is Why. First, I think that we should talk about the tragedy that happened in our country on Saturday night, April 18th, and on Sunday, April 19th. In Nova Scotia, 22 people were murdered over the course of 13 hours. This is the worst mass shooting in Canadian history. Last night, following multiple 911 calls, Nova Scotia RCMP members responded to a firearms call to a Portapique residence in Colchester County. When police arrived at the scene, members located several casualties inside and outside of the home. They did not, however, locate the suspect. This was a very quickly evolving situation and a chaotic scene. The gunman's 13-hour-long killing spree began with domestic violence. There was a party, and we know that the shooter and his girlfriend were at that party. And at that point, Mr. Wartman began to argue with his domestic partner, with his girlfriend. At some point, they left and went back to his cottage, which was nearby to where the party was being held. At that point, he escalated and became violent. He assaulted his girlfriend, he tied her up, and she managed to escape from that and run into the woods. At some point after that, Mr. Wartman goes back to the house where the party was held and he begins shooting and killing people. Following this, police received its first 911 call with a report of a shooting at a home in the area. Officers arrived on scene at 10.26 in the evening where they located a male who was leaving the area with an apparent gunshot wound. They learned that this male was shot while driving his vehicle, and the victim indicated that a vehicle had driven by him while he was driving, and that he was shot as the vehicle was passing by. He did describe this vehicle as a vehicle that looked like a police vehicle. Several police units responded to the area, and upon arriving, they located several people who were deceased, some of which were lying in the roadway. There are 16 crime scenes. Five structure fires, most of those being residences. Police say the shooter was able to cover more than 100 kilometers of territory over more than 12 hours because he was driving a mock police vehicle and wearing a police uniform. His ability to move around the province undetected was surely greatly benefited by the fact that he had a police or a vehicle that looked identical in, in every way to a marked police car. And beyond that, he was uh, wearing a police uniform. Police then began looking for Mr. Wartman as a, a fake police officer, somebody who's out impersonating the RCMP. So during that period of time, it was uh, both Constable Chad Morrison and Constable Heidi Stevenson on the morning of April 19th. Both were communicating on their police radios with each other, and they had arranged to make a meet. Constable Morrison was waiting for Constable Stevenson at Highway 2 and Highway 224. What appeared to be a marked police vehicle then approached Constable Morrison. As they had prearranged to meet at that location, Constable Morrison thought that the vehicle was Constable Stevenson. 
The approaching police vehicle was actually driven by the gunman. The gunman pulled up beside Constable Morrison and immediately opened fire. Constable Morrison received several gunshot wounds and he began to retreat from the area, driving his vehicle away from the scene. He notified other officers and dispatch that he had been shot and that he was en route to an EHS station for emergency medical attention. During that time, Constable Heidi Stevenson was nearby, believed to be driving northbound on Highway 2, while the government was traveling southbound on Highway 2 at that time. At that point, both vehicles collided head-on. Constable Stevenson engaged the gunman. The gunman took Constable's, Constable Stevenson's life. He also took Constable Stevenson's issued sidearm and her magazines. It's with tremendous sadness that I share with you that we have lost Constable Heidi Stevenson, a 23-year veteran of the force who was killed this morning while responding to an active shooter incident. A passerby had stopped and was fatally shot by the gunman. The gunman set both Constable Stevenson's vehicle and the replica police vehicle on fire. He left the scene driving south on Highway 224 in the passerby's vehicle, which was described as a silver SUV. The gunman traveled south on Highway 224 for a very short distance, where he entered the home on the east side of Highway 224. That home happened to be the home of a woman known to the gunman. The gunman shot and killed that female resident. The gunman then removed the police clothing that he was wearing at the time and transferred his weapons to the female victim's vehicle, which was a red Mazda 3. The gunman traveled south on Highway 224. At that point, an RCMP ERT officer and a dog officer, one of the canines, pulls in. They're gassing up. They look across and realize that it's the shooter in the car across from them. The shooter goes for his gun, and at that point, the RCMP open fire and kill him. Gunman was shot and killed by police at 11.26 in the morning. There have been at least 22 victims in Canada's deadliest shooting. They include Constable Heidi Stevenson, Lisa McCulley, Heather O'Brien, Jolene Oliver, Aaron Tuck, and Emily Tuck, Kristen Beaton, Sean McLeod, and Alana Jenkins, Tom Begley, Joey Weber, Greg and Jamie Blair, John Zoll, and Elizabeth Joanne Thomas, Lillian Hyslop, Don Madsen, and Frank Glinchen, Gina Goulet, Corey Ellison, Joy, and Peter Bond. You're listening to This Is Why, a national radio show and podcast from Global News. We'll have more in a moment. Welcome back to This Is Why, a national radio show and podcast from Global News. I'm your host, Nikki Reitmeyer. In the COVID-19 pandemic, where is the safest place to be? Well, if you're an American, then the safest place in your country is kinda in our country. 
Point Roberts. The community of 1,300 or so people on the southernmost tip of the Tawasan Peninsula is technically south of the 49th parallel, but it's only accessible by land if you drive 40 kilometers or so through Canada. The little community has been receiving international press after being dubbed the safest place in America to be during the pandemic. In The Guardian, a resident told reporters, because our borders are shut, we're like an island. Hey, it makes sense. The border closure between Canada and the U.S. applies to Point Roberts as well. Now, on a typical weekend, they may get around 2,000 cars that cross over. Now, they're seeing maybe 100, and it's for essential travel only. But how is it that this 12-square-kilometer piece of land ended up as U.S. territory? I mean, yeah, it is technically south of the 49th parallel, but so is the bottom chunk of Vancouver Island, including Victoria. The human story of this area, of course, begins with the First Nations people. The oldest evidence of the Tawasan First Nations in this area dates back to the year 2260 BCE. They called Point Roberts Teltunum, but the Cowichan, Saanich, Semiamu, they all fished in these waters and used this spot for summer camps. Europeans first set eyes on it in 1791. In fact, at first, they thought it was an island. It was the Spanish that first spotted it. Then, a year later, British Captain George Vancouver sailed into the bay. Captain Vancouver named it Point Roberts after his friend Henry Roberts, who was another officer in the Royal Navy. Over the next few decades, a territorial dispute brewed between the Americans and the British in what would later be British Columbia. The area in dispute was namely the Columbia District, a fur trading district in the Pacific Northwest. Some of this territory was overlapping with Oregon County. Now, the Americans, they wanted to claim all land up to the 45th parallel, so basically as far north as Terrace. They even had a slogan, 5440 or fight, but their focus was pulled away by the Mexican-American War in April 1846. The Americans had to consider, did they want to fight two wars on two separate fronts? And did they want to potentially go to war with England again? So the line was drawn at the 49th parallel. The Oregon Treaty was signed on June 15, 1846 this line would become the Canada-U.S. border. The British negotiated that Vancouver Island would be a part of their territory, hence why the border gets kind of funky around the San Juan Islands, which is actually a whole other story in itself. If you've ever heard of the Pig War, then you know what I mean. But what about Point Roberts, this tiny portion of land that is technically below the 49th parallel, but only accessible through Canada? Well, in short, it seems that they sort of overlooked it. It wasn't until later when the Boundary Commission surveyed the land that they realized this small tip of the Tawasan Peninsula dipped below the 49th parallel. It didn't come up in the negotiations. And so Point Roberts became a part of America. Over the years, there has been plenty of talk, mostly informal, about Point Roberts joining Canada. The issue was even raised again in January of 2020. 
at just 1,200 hectares, Point Roberts, Washington is a small town and it's detached from the rest of the United States, separated by a border and accessible by driving through Canada. But in the future, could Point Roberts become part of Canada? I'm proposing a vote in the November 2020 election. Do you, the voters of Point Roberts, do the voters of Whatcom County wish to enter into consultations with the government of Canada and the United States to discuss the purchase of Point Roberts by Canada? Dual citizen John Lesso thinks it's time the border is gone. You would no longer have to bust your school children from Point Roberts across the Point Roberts border through the international border and back. That's, that's crazy. But how do residents of Point Roberts feel about the idea of joining Canada? I wish Canada would take it over. Our property values would go through the roof like the rest of Vancouver. would love to be part of Canada. It helped my property values, but I kind of like it the way it is. Catherine Urquhart, Global News, Point Roberts, Washington. However, had Point Roberts become part of Canada, then it probably would not be one of the safest places to be right now during the COVID-19 pandemic. It certainly gained the title of the safest place to be in America for a reason. With the border closed to non-essential travel, Point Roberts has essentially become an island. Water on three sides and a restricted border on the fourth. But that doesn't mean that Point Roberts doesn't have a pandemic plan. In general, Point Roberts is a very quiet community, small hometown for our residents and a place to come and relax and enjoy life outside of large you know, municipalities. That's Christopher Carlton, Fire Chief of Whatcom County Fire District 5 of the Point Roberts Fire Department, located in Point Roberts, Washington. Compared to last year, our economics wouldn't be in the position like everybody else's across your country and also mine. And we would definitely be having much more traffic, people coming down and opening up their summer homes, uh, getting ready to spend the summer months with us. Point Roberts is full of cabins and summer homes. If you're from Metro Vancouver, then you probably know somebody, or you know somebody who knows somebody who has a summer home at Point Roberts. It has lovely beaches and a big boat marina, not to mention those incredible ocean views. Absolutely, there's beautiful places all over Washington State. It's an incredible area to be, uh, just in general. And Point Roberts being up on the Canadian border, uh, having access to Vancouver, B.C. We're technically maybe 40 minutes outside of downtown Vancouver. And within our boundaries of five square miles uh, below the 49th parallel, we have three sides of water. And it's, it's really an incredible community, a place to call home. Yes, Point Roberts is a nice place. But like I said, as well as it seems protected from exposure to the virus, Point Roberts still has a pandemic plan. Well, the fire department uh, is offering COVID testing to our community residents. They don't have to be symptomatic. Uh, they can be asymptomatic. So I am definitely cautiously optimistic when it comes to Point Roberts. People can still gain access by boat and by airplane into our community uh, from the states without crossing into Canada or having to go through the uh, checks and balances at the uh, custom points of entry, both for Canadian and U.S. So, uh, you know, the community um, at large, we're doing incredibly well. Everybody's enjoying the testing and very thankful for the testing because 
Without this testing being offered, the majority of my community uh, would not be able to transit down to the main part of the county to gain this testing somewhere else. So due to our geographical location, that's why the fire department decided to uh, take this on for our community. Also working with our local nurse practitioner and physician assistant to conduct these testings. So to find out a bit more about the testing, I called up the local medical clinic. Good morning, Point Roberts, Supertrack Clinic. Chevet speaking. Can you hold for a moment, please? This is Deb. How can I help you? That's Deb Shields. She's the physician's assistant. And she told me that so far, no cases of COVID-19 in Point Roberts. As of right now, we haven't seen anybody that was specifically concerned about having COVID-19. And our local fire department has been doing testing every weekend. They obtained a number of test kits. So people that do have a concern or just want to be tested to make certain that they have not been exposed can come in and be tested. It's actually not into the clinic. It's done in our parking lot with tents and people stay in their car and things like that. She said that protocol that was adopted early on has helped. The clinic here has had protocol since the beginning. Basically, we audit everybody on the phone before they ever get here. The runny nose, cough, sneezing, fever, fatigue, sore throat, all of that kind of stuff. And then COVID-specific symptoms. And if all of those things are negative, then we can see them in the clinic in person. If they're positive, we can do a telephone assessment or telephone visit. And then, obviously, if they were in respiratory distress, they'd be calling 911. And our fire department's all set up to handle that as well. But if there was a serious case in this isolated community, then what would happen? The closest hospital is in Canada. So how would they be transported? by ambulance or by airlift, depending on their status. The fire department, Christopher Carlton, who's been all over the news, (laughs) who's our fire chief, has got a protocol in place for that. Many people who live here on the point have airlift insurance. They pay for it annually, just in the event that they would have to be, you know, taken down emergently. But thankfully, that's just a hypothetical situation for now. Point Roberts remains, anecdotally, the safest place in America to be during the COVID-19 pandemic. Here's Fire Chief Carlton again. It's something for us to be you know, proud of at this point, because I do believe my community is doing everything we can to protect ourselves, and uh, we're doing the best we can. This is Why is produced by me, Nikki Reitmeyer, and the team of Adam Choi and Dave McIver. Now, This is Why is a national radio show, but it's also a podcast, so you can download it wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, and that includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. You can also follow us on Twitter at This Is Why. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>